Welcome to the Life Boss Podcast. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Karen Nies is here, your business strategist and productivity expert, calling BS on the lies keeping us stuck. I share with you the top tips and tricks to hug your body, soul, and mind so that you squash all the overwhelm, stop glorifying stress, and design a business that brings you joy. If you are ready to show up and work smarter, I want to show you how to become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Let's talk about getting your spirit animal all fire up. Today is all about talking confidence and exploding who you are meant to be. And I am here with a very special person that I am so excited that I am I'm talking to for the first time, even though we co-wrote in dear time together. Her name is Deirdre. Did I say it right? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Latery? Slattery. Slattery. I'm butchering her name. <laughs> <laughs> But we are going to talk about more than fitness. She is a fitness health coach and personal trainer. She's a Polish fitness model, bikini competitor, faith, fifth-time Polish best-selling author, and single mom of an amazing 17-year-old daughter. She's doing it all, and she is in my age group. <laughs> so I am so glad to be bringing to you guys more tools into cutting the BS that is keeping us stuck. So Deirdre, I'm going to get it right by the end of the show. <laughs> how did you get here? Uh, how did you became the health coach that you are now. Okay. Thank you for having me. Karin, did I get it? We're yes. working on <laughs> Ooh, well, I think it, it really dates back to I think people are always thinking about, you know, what am I meant to be doing? And if I track back into my childhood If, if we can find something that we love to do every day and they say it's not like a day of work, what I love to do is be active. I loved moving my body. I loved being outdoors. And I just enjoyed, I enjoyed exercising and it didn't seem like work. Um, so I think it's always been in me. And I didn't recognize the value of perhaps as I was going through because it was so every day. That was my social out network. My outlook on life came from being in sports and active. And I did follow into becoming a phys ed teacher. So I was teaching gym class and health. And that was my passion. And when I moved around into other classrooms, I still loved um, being in the classroom. But my biggest thing was finding the person who in the class who came over and asked me quietly, you know, how do I do this? And they were really interested in learning how to, to move their body. And my biggest passion was, was coaching and training. So I loved teaching someone how to squat who'd never squat before and seeing someone who, you know, hadn't been able to pass a ball in volleyball and get that pass. 
So I have a long history of it, but for my own, I've changed careers completely in some regards because now I work for myself and how I became a coach was through my own journey. So I started training myself differently and I went through a transformation where I, I didn't get in shape to go to the beach or I didn't get in shape to um, get ready for summer. I got in shape because I needed it. I needed to clear my mind. I needed to, to, you know, decide where I was going for the next step of my life and how I worked through all the mental stuff that was up in my head about trying to figure out what I was going to do next was the gym. Every workout helped me process where I was and where I was going. And then it translated into a, really, it was to, to better my life. And then all of a sudden I realized that people are over in the sidelines watching and needing this. And I turned what was my own transformation into helping others in a different way. So it's not a complete switch in careers, but I now get to have that one-on-one contact, which I love and help specific people with their specific goals and, and live their best. Yes. And I like how you put it together. It's like the journey got you to here and for what well, this is a audio show but Deirdre is amazing she has an amazing physique <laughs> she has pushed herself beyond what other younger group uh, women are trying to do in the fitness world and that i believe requires so much strength of mind <laughs> more than anything else so how do you manage to push yourself physically at that level of competition and getting into magazines and then writing books on the other side and building a business <laughs> It, well, it's sometimes you think if you took a book and you flip through all the pages really fast, I have to pause on the pages and think all of these things have happened. And I, I don't have it all figured out, but I feel the more in line I become with, I guess, what's natural to me and what feels right, I think that they, they keep coming. So I had dreams and I had goals and um, I think it takes some time to bring that out to the surface and not rush to the first remedy. Like I definitely was in a, a challenging time. So instead of rushing out to fix it, I took the time to think about what do I really want to do and what am I good at and what am I hoping to do? And I had always wished to do competitions. I'd always wished to do fitness modeling and be in magazines and something that I had kind of squashed and put away because I had stories like maybe I was too old or I couldn't do that or, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. And I followed through with it. And I think as soon as I claimed what my goal was and I got in line with it, it, it happened. I think the universe, if it's higher spirits, whatever's going on. But I think once you, you zone into what that is, it, it starts clicking. Um, and how to push through that. It is a mental. So I needed to clear my my thinking and by clearing my thinking, then I think the next step comes and the next step comes and I just, I push through and I really wanted to challenge myself in a way I hadn't. I think I've always shied away from really meeting the, those extra steps. Like if I dreamt of doing a competing competition, I could say, ah, oh, you know, that looks hard. Maybe I couldn't really do it, but I wanted to prove to myself that I could finish it. And it was an, I can do this. 
and maybe I'd been told I couldn't do it by someone or two or three people. And I thought, I'm going to show you. And then I, I, I flipped it. And I, and what I did was I showed myself, which is more important. And, um, I don't know. I just, it was like a muscle. So every time I continued forward, it wasn't easy, but every workout, every meal, and it wasn't perfect. Then you strengthen your willpower and you strengthen your mindset. And I knew I could do it. I just kept setting, setting, casting the net and saying, I'm going to do this. And, and what do I need to do to accomplish this? And sometimes it's bringing other people in. So I, I had a coach, um, I had contacts, I had friends and it's, and, and letting people know that this, these are your goals and the right people come in to your life. So finding those people and then taking the opportunities when they present themselves. Yes. And she talks more about this in her chapter inside, uh, dear time and, I mentioned a few times in social media in a comment uh, to her here and there. I always remember your chapter. And when I read her chapter, there was a line that stuck with me forever. Like she was absolutely memorable at that moment. I needed to say, oh my gosh, she's my people. (laughs) And it was when she says, the story I kept telling myself was that it was way too late. I was too old and I didn't have any professional training or experience to do what was in my heart. And how many times we haven't felt that way. What changed inside Mm -hmm. you for you to switch the story? Hmm. I think I needed to do that for myself and for my daughter. Like I, I think number one, the affirmation needs to come from yourself and the, the encouragement needs to come from yourself because if it's in you, you need to be, you have to be your biggest fan. So I had to switch and quiet any of the negativity, which still creeps up. I, I still work through that, but the faster I can quiet that and work into a zone of, of action and, productivity and recognizing when I do do something well and owning those and just the feeling of every time you leave the gym. I mean, nobody would say they, they, even if it wasn't the greatest workout, most people would, I don't, I've never heard someone say they regret going to the gym. So I just switched my gears and I think I wanted to pick myself up and I thought there's really no other choice. I need to move forward. I need to step up and I put on blinders. Like I think I sometimes think, how have I done this or what am I doing? And I think I've really worked on blocking the noise and the, and the distractions and trying to even guess what is being said or thought around me, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent is irrelevant because I'm the only one living my life and only the immediate people in my life are to be at the forefront of my concerns. So the people that benefit or learn from it, or even if they look in and it's not for them, that's okay too. So I think it was really just like, warrior, get your, get your, get your guard up and go forward and don't worry about it. And I think it was just really strengthening that, that inner voice to, to follow through with what, what serves you because I, you know, turning 47, I think you might relate. I look at it like we're, we're into the second half of our lives. So let's start living it and, and enjoying it because it's, there's just today. 
Yes. And even if, uh, like looking back, if I can tell my 25-year-old something, it's that whatever decision we make in the moment, it was right in the moment. And enjoying it now because the journey is going to change inevitably. <laughs> and, and I think that it's... And, um, in that moment, we make the best choice we can. Like someone gave me that advice once. So like you, you did your best you could at that time. And that's all we can do. Right. And, and move past it. Like, you know, maybe that wasn't the best workout or maybe that wasn't the best session, uh, even training people you learn from it, you move on. And I think it's not holding on to things. Like I really tried to be forward motion and, and think, okay, the next one will be better. That's okay. And let it go. Yeah. And as overachieving women, yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, the ladies that follow the show um, are like me. We try to do everything and it can be overwhelming. And, and what I see over and over again, and, and it happened to me, is that we push because of work. And when I have money and when I have time, then I'm going to work out then I'm going to take care of this. When I have money and I have time, then I'm going to have a personal trainer or a chef, and then things are going to happen. You are an entrepreneur that is in fitness at the top of your health. I don't know that you can get better than where you are at, women. <laughs> but how, how, uh, how being fit has helped you train to be... Oh. Uh, yeah, because I think those things like, you know, there's never going to be a perfect time for anything. So it's like, if it's the time or the money and this, then I'll do all those things. Um, I think we have to take what we can do and realize that's going to create more. And, um, I've invested in, in time and money in my fitness and it is paying off because, you know, it, it strengthens my body, which strengthens my mind, which brings me, you know, to a calmer place. I have creativity in my workouts. I get clarity in my workouts, um, let off energy that I don't need anymore. So, to, you know, for me, it's, it's, un, it's not a question mark anymore. It's, un, um, it's not negotiable to put that time aside and, and invest in that part of my life and then I can take care of the rest. And sometimes if I get working, I book too much or, um, I get, you know, going into other areas of my life and forget to take care of my fitness. I know that I, I have consequences. So it's, um, I need to, I try not to go. If I go two days, not going to the gym, I, I need to get back. If I hit three days, then I know I'm not as, as connected. So for me, it's, it's glue that keeps me together. And it definitely, it just, it helps everything else work better. Even my daughter will look if, <clears throat> especially in composite competition mode at that time, because I, I really believe in balance, but in competition, the balance is slightly skewed because it's with a specific goal in mind. So the diet's, you know, more stringent and things like that. So if my energy is getting around here, even in the negative zone, she just looks at me and she's like, have you been to the gym? And she's sending me to the gym because that quiets me and lets off all that energy. And I've done something for myself, which I think, you know, my passion is finding time for yourself. So we can be busy being entrepreneurs and moms doing it all. But if you don't do some you time, I think it's, you know, 
it's just not doing every, anything or anyone anything good, I guess. I didn't say that well, but you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> we all do. And of us. Yes, yes. We need to take care of ourselves first because we, our circle is as strongest as the weakest link. And we do not want to be that weak link. We want to be the stronger. And the way that I see it for me is the more I push myself, to be physically fit, I get stronger mentally, spiritually, and it shows for my kids more leading by example that if I am telling them, you need to be active, you need to be eating this, you need, they are seeing me doing it. And mm -hmm. for our children, they absorb more of what we do and what we act than what we say to them many times. And I, yeah, I think it's exactly, we can't, and if you're in this, you've, you've, you've done a personal fitness training as well. So I can't be over here getting everyone to do their things if I don't, if I don't cherish that time and make that time. So I, I'm really conscientious of making sure that I share. It doesn't mean that it's easier for me, but in fact, I have the same same excuses as everyone else but you just have to overcome the excuses you know find the time make the time and and own that and and give yourself that space what are other mm -hmm. benefits that entrepreneurs should see in fitness that is not just looking good the other benefits of fitness yes other than looking good yeah um, the biggest well i i i see a shine like i think if I start with a new client and they come in and I, I had mentioned that to you before a lot of my clients that don't have experience, I absolutely love it. Um, or maybe they haven't had positive experiences. And when we begin th their confidence is, is maybe just kind of under a little bit of a cloud. And then you see the shine come out. If I'm working with them one-on-one, -on -one, even the language, if we're, we're training online, but the brightness in their eyes and the smile that I think it, it really comes from inside. And yeah, I think it just strengthens your spirit and I can see people glowing and it's, it's immediate. It's not like, it's like one workout. You can start seeing it. And then two, three weeks to kind of like, I'm getting, I'm getting my groove on. And that really excites me. Like I feel that's when people start finding like something like you said, spirit animal. It's like maybe the, our little spirit animals have been all squashed because we got laundry, we got kids, we got work, we got bills, we got this. And we've forgotten that we have this fire. And I think weight training really can light that back up. Yes. I didn't want to work out this morning. I wanted to just take <laughs> the kids to school and sleep. And that was it. And I'm like, I, I had all this conversation that came like 30 minutes and I'm like, damn, I should have gone back and forth to the gym already. <laughs> and I did. And uh, I was uh, short on time, but I ran uh, a circuit 35 minutes and I said, I'm going to do 35 minutes, but because that's what I have today. But I know that if I skip it, I'm going to feel it tomorrow. I'm going to be grouchy. My husband is not here. So all the, tense, all the attention of the three boys are all on me. And right now, guys, I have to tell you that I train for my sanity. And that's why it's so important for me to bring fitness trainers to this show 
so that you cut the BS around, oh, I am not going to do this or uh, I'm going to wait because we just have one life and we need to take care of this machine, the most important asset in our business, in our life, mm. ourselves. And Deidre, Deirdre, <laughs> Deirdre has some amazing resources that I am going to put on the show notes. So uh, remember that if you are on iTunes or Spotify, you just swipe up and the resources are going to be there so that you can start doing now. And, and I know uh, you are uh, really hardcore up there, but you train people at different levels, right? And, and I love, um, yes, I think if I, if I were, again, looking from the outside, some people have joined my boot camps or are trained with me and they were, they were maybe afraid to join because they thought, oh, I'm not gonna be able to work out that hard or they're intimidated. But what I love is to bring that level down. It's an open playing field. And no matter where you are experienced or not, beginners, intermediate, that we can work together because I, I, I love people who are green. It's, it's exciting if you've never lifted a weight. There's so much room to learn and, and that learning to move your body and that connection is exciting. So I have all levels that I welcome and, and a lot of people have never stepped in a gym who, who join me and it's exciting to see them like, this is my thing and they, they grasp it. It's exciting to me. It is super exciting that journey of exploring and discovering what is it that you really like doing to move and honor that. So the more experience your coach, like Deirdre, I'm going to keep saying, I don't think I get it right. <laughs> like Deirdre, uh, the more experience your coach, the more tools they have to guide you into finding your soulmate workout. <laughs> yeah, because like we that. are all different. And uh, for me, that was something key to stick to it. Finding that thing that at the end, I can remember how good I feel at the end. And then I go because of that. <laughs> we work with a lot of um, high powered, career driven women, and they haven't carved that space out before. And, and, you know, after working with me for a year or two, have said that their stress levels, I don't think we've touched on that, but in a direct way, but it definitely manages their stress and allows them to handle the high intensity parts of their lives, whether it's work, um, but the other demands. And I think when you ask me the other benefits, I think that's really important to, 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 to touch on is that it lowers your stress, but also just helps you handle different stresses. Uh, from the book, I learned that you are a person that really enjoys life, wants to be happy, uh, and like the flexibility. How do you manage those desires of freedom with the discipline that is required to either train at that level or to continue growing a business? Mm -hmm. Ooh, it's a good question. So, um, well, I love working for myself because I, I, I feel that's freeing in itself. So I love being an entrepreneur. Um, the people that come into to my space, it's such a great connection. So I think there's freedom. There's so much freedom within my day and my clients, 
they create um, like there's that flexibility within even just every client's different. So those interactions, their workouts are different. Our conversations are different. So that allows me some, you know, variability in my day that I love. Um, when I get down to, I think it's maybe the balance of, I love the freedom to, to enjoy um, traveling and moving around. But when I get into that zone of like prep or competition, when it, um, that strict there's something that I love and crave about just the like running that machine and running it just go 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 and I like to go in and out of that so I think that's the, that creates that balance um, day to day I love just to eat well enjoy my friends work out and I love to just pick my workouts and I move with the rhythm of how I'm feeling but when I'm in a prep zone then I put on I guess a different a different style and there's something exciting about following it. And, and I have yet to follow it hundred percent. I'm, I'm definitely not there. So I enjoy watching how I go through that process. And then it helps me take that really extreme situation to work with my everyday clients, which to me is the way to live like balanced living. So I take the experience of the comp and the prep. And when we look at how, how can I make this every day for people? That's what I think we were kind of touching on before we jumped on our call together was that I love people to absorb it. So it feels natural. So you, you're moving freely, you're choosing food freely and you give yourself that freedom. So I love, yeah, like kind of having the freedom in a day to choose what am I going to eat? What am I going to work out? Who am I going to see? And Maybe I'm not going to do anything. Maybe I'm going to take a coffee by myself. So that's, I feel most of the time I'm running in that zone other than my scheduled appointments. And then when I go into prep, I really crave um, the discipline. And then that helps me perform better in, in being my own boss because we can procrastinate, we can put on different things. So I know if I can finish these things related to a prep, which is an extreme mission, then I can handle the tasks that are required to manage my own business and you know, lead a book and do other things like that. Oh, I love that. That's going to be like the snippet for the show. I love, love, love that. Yeah. And it's, uh, we have to show up as business owners, as, as moms, as uh, girlfriends, wives, mothers, we have to show up, right? But I, I'm always very emphatic about scheduling <laughs> downtime and buffer time mm -hmm. so that we can, we can fluctuate and that this journey is sustainable because when we are doing stuff back to back and we have that calendar, there's no breathing room and you are doing, 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 that's when burnout eventually uh, happen. And the one little thing that I started to add seven years ago was 30 minutes of working out, 30 mm -hmm. minutes. And that's how I really started. That's what I could commit at the moment. And it kept building because it trained me into, oh, I need those 20, 30 minutes in between other things <laughs> so that I can keep doing this because we are building legacies. We are building businesses. We are talking about this is going to be 20, 30, 40 years. We cannot be working 60 hours a day, a week straight. And thinking we're going to do this 40 years, a heart attack is coming. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I wasn't scheduling my lunch when I first started working for myself because someone said, I can come at this time. So 
oh, I got you. I put you in. And then I realized you're working for yourself and you have no time. So I really had to change that. And then what gets shortchanged, eating properly, making time for my own gym, making time just to, to veg out and clear my mind, have the creativity time. So I, I definitely have changed. I try to block my calendar much better as I go. And that's all learning from, you know, you didn't wake up being an entrepreneur. You have to learn these things as you go. And it's usually trial and error, but owning your time and, and scheduling downtime is important or days off, complete days off. I'm still working on that where you can, maybe it's, I think Sundays I'm starting to adopt where, you know, social media is a part of our businesses, but on Sundays I might post my dog lounging in a beanbag chair and that's it because we have to create and take care of our, our inner selves as much as we're taking care of like the physical outer shell. Yes. Wow. How can you follow that? You're so awesome. I'm such a great teacher. Uh, and of course she has some amazing resources in the show notes for you to start that fitness journey or recapturing that fitness journey for, uh, all of, for you that have been listening for a while, I'm a dancer and I, because of work, I stopped doing that and I uh, gained 70 pounds in the process. And then when I have my third child, I say, oh my gosh, my kids need a sane, fit mom and fit in mind, body and soul. And that's what, what I am inviting you guys to to open your mind that fitness is the door to not only the physical fitness, but the mental and the spiritual journey. And there's no other person that can help you start out in that journey like this amazing lady here. So every show we end up with a experiment and for you to cut the BS of, I'm not going to work out. Like what can we do this week to get a hold of our health. Yes. For me, my tip, um, schedule yourself. I think start small because to be successful, we want to not scare ourselves off. So don't take off something so big, but literally to something small, tangible that you can do starting today if you're listening to this show today what is one thing you can do so putting down the books or the work the laundry whatever you've got that's blocking you and literally start with 10 minute walk move your body um if you have a yoga mat i'd say grab your yoga mat but 10 10 minutes just carve that out and begin i i always start with my clients i'm like are you going to tell me you're going to work out five times a week and then beat yourself up because you didn't. So it's be realistic and fair to yourself. So something small, a walk, 20 minutes, and no pressure. Like, I don't think it's fair to jump in and say, I'm hitting the gym five times this week, but today I'm going to go for a walk. Um, if you have a gym membership that's dusty, dust it off and say, I'm going to put my shoes in the car tonight. I'm going to put my gym clothes in a bag tonight. And I think if you keep that, in the car and then tomorrow before you come home from work, maybe it's, I'm going to stop in at that gym and start um, with a class or a fitness, um, you know, a treadmill, 20 minutes, something small, 10, 20 minutes and make that time. And what I would to recognize how you felt before you started and really hold to the feeling that you have after and, and see, are you calmer? Are you happier? You're proud of yourself. And, and 
keep gravitating to those feelings that you feel after you've done it. And then starting small, two to three times a week, if you're at zero, I would say be reasonable and fair. Yes. And for those overachievers that have been athletes before or really trained hardcore before and let go, what would you say? Oh, well, I'd say forgive yourself and be kind to yourself because we all have had, you know, there's valleys and mountains and there's dips and there's bends. So um, I think if you're not where you want to be or if if you've never been where you want to be, to to acknowledge that you've been doing your best and you want to to do better and i think it's be gentle and and um start again small like if you know that you have it in you to do more then set that goal reach out to that one person that you know is going to be happy to hear from that so it could be a trainer a friend and say i really want to start i want to get back to taking care of myself and i think i would um, in trust in someone else that you want to do this and then get a little bit of support to help you it, it can be accountable. So for me, it would be my daughter. If I've made, made that big lofty goal to get in shape and start, I think when you tell someone, it doesn't, it's not, it's just voicing it. And again, you're putting it out into the universe. So when I first started my journey, um, social media was just for myself growing a bit, but I put a, a video out on Facebook I went to the edge of the beach at our cottage. I recorded a video I'd never recorded before, but I said, I'm going to begin my transformation. I didn't know what that was going to be or what it was going to look like. And I said, but I'm going to start with my fitness and my nutrition starting now. And I declared it. And here I am. Yes. And here you are making noise. You're making noise. Yes, I love it. I love it. And you are such an amazing example uh, of empowerment, of determination, of hope, especially for those that are in that valley, because the valleys will happen. And it's at that time that sometimes just listening to a show like this uh, or, or looking into a IG story, we don't know what we are going to say that is going to help you pull out of there. So today you have homework, and <laughs> I like that experiment of uh, committing to yourself two or three times a week. And more than anything else, I love what you put us to do into how you feel before and how did you feel after because that's huge and everything that we have talked about here it's such from a mat to life uh examination because everything when i when we are training and something that i discover is that everything that i do in the mat if i translate it to my life it's going to be better. <laughs> or the discipline, the focus, the, the, the determination. We are training for all that in those moments. And that's why I am so emphatic <laughs> in the tools of productivity that you have to decide to do something to be better for you. Are you good? And then live for others right so it's like it starts with you but then when you think your legacy and your purpose and what you're designed to do it's going to translate so and that living, is living large 
Yes, and that's the best way to end this episode. That is a wrap. Thank you for tuning in, Rockstar. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. Also, head over to livebosspodcast.com to get access to some free resources to help you with today's experiment. Do you want to be a guest? Email me to the livebosspodcast at gmail.com to learn how. <laughs>